T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The app. Back here on Cody and Gold, we'll be heading out to Arrowhead in just a minute or so. As soon as Andy Reid steps up to the podium, you'll hear him live exclusively on 610 Sports Radio. Talking about the Chiefs win against Tennessee and quickly on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The the breaking news in the NFL, though, uh, centering around Indianapolis. Frank Wright, after four-plus seasons, fired by the Colts and former Colts offensive lineman, Jeff Saturday named the interim head coach. Yes, Jeff Saturday, who's been retired for quite some time, who's been an ESPN analyst, who's been a high school coach, is now the head coach for the rest of the year for the Indianapolis Colts. I follow a couple people that do sports talk radio in Indy. Uh, (laughs) I I almost want to listen a little bit later on this afternoon, but uh, WTF, all caps, I can't make these letters any larger. It would be a fun day to be on uh, radio in Indianapolis. Did you guys also see this, that... Um, there's a source uh, close to the Raiders organization that said that they have fired Josh McDaniel and they're hiring former offensive tackle Robert Gallery. So <laughs> seems to be a developing trend in the league. Shouldn't you at least take one of the guys that your teammates liked? Robert Gallery wouldn't exactly well liked. Emmanuel Acho, quoting Newt, love to see it. Okay, okay. Like well, they work together, man. Or did no, right? They don't work. Together. They're different networks. Did they at any time work together? Or no? I, that I don't know. I'm just okay. like I, I, I don't know. Maybe they're just friends. No, well, if you're if, if you are also a talking head on TV, you love this because now the door is open for you I to get jobs so. without any experience. I guess so. Yeah. Emmanuel Acho will be coaching the Houston Texans in 2023. So what you're telling me is that if I can become oh gosh friends with Clark Hunt, I might no. one day become the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what you're telling me, Nick. Because that's pretty much what happened here. So wow. I didn't play. You mean you weren't a Pro Bowler and a Super Bowl mm-hmm. champ for 13 no. years? Yeah, a little bit different. No. That loss to the Colts gets uh, equally no. more confusing Chiefs every lost to a second. Team that I, it's like it doesn't make any fired sense. Fired their head coach in season and then hired uh-huh. a guy that yeah. has never coached in the league before. Yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. not great. I'll say this. That game is going to haunt us for probably a few more weeks. Would have haunted us more if they had lost the game last night to Tennessee. But they didn't, so problem solved. By the way, you're also bearing the lead. We all, because we found out that there's like 75 college basketball games on yes, today, we said Nick pressured it. us into betting on the very first one of the day against <laughs> Baylor, who is a top-five ranked team in the country, and uh-huh. Mississippi Valley State. And what line did you hit it at, Alex? 44 and a half. I got the over at 144 and a half. I covering. took Baylor minus 43 and a half. I'm looking they're still, good. They're still covering. Uh, it is 61-21 at halftime, Baylor. Uh, the Delta, Nick, you almost got the cover at half. The Delta Devils got their work cut out for them in the second half, I would say. God, college basketball season is officially Man, here. Is, is there it? any sporting season that sneaks up on you quicker than college basketball? No, it's that's like, the hey, it's like the world, started. the world Series <laughs> and the NFL, and then all of a sudden they're like, we have basketball games. You're like, oh, wait, what? 
When? Uh, now? Man. Today? I'm not feel I'm feeling okay about the over at the moment. It's on pace yeah. to beat it by a significant margin, but Please I gotta imagine you didn't put much I on just it. love I put twenty on it. I love basketball being like, hey, we know it's the heart put, of the most you, popular sport in America, but we're going to start our season now. You put 20 bucks on a, on yeah. a game involving Mississippi Valley State and Baylor. I did. Okay. Well, you know what? Cody, have you, Alex, have you seen his picture? That's true. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Let's go out to Arrowhead and hear from Andy Reid. Really, I'm not sure we had too many uh, anyway. So um, I, I thought, you know, as I went back and looked at the tape, I, I thought that uh, just a good team win. I was happy to see our defense uh, play the way they did. A um, little different style uh, by Tennessee with a young quarterback who I think is going to be tremendous uh, as they as they go. He's he's growing right in front of him, I'm sure. So, um, but uh, just keeping that whole run game under control, I thought was important, with the exception of a couple of runs. Uh, that 22 had, I just, uh, our, our guys kept him at bay there. So, and then offensively, I, I thought we, you know, we did some, did some good things in there. We, our run game wasn't what we wanted it to be, but again, their, uh, their front is pretty stout there and particularly those two tackles and, uh, but whatever we gave up on the run game, we, we picked up in the past game. I thought our pass protection was was uh, was good too. I, I thought overall it was it was a decent protection um, for as many times we we threw the ball. So uh, and then special teams, I, I thought they um, that that Dave had a nice plan, and I thought we you know we worked uh, worked through it well. Uh, had good field position for the majority of the time. Uh, when special teams was involved in that part of it. And, um, so uh, I, I know Bud had a couple things that were hiccups there, but he'll he'll work through that and, and get it cleaned up. So anyways, with that time, Pierce. Let's go first to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, um, you've told us more than once that um, you tell your assistant coaches to appreciate when Pat does something spectacular because that kind of thing you don't see all the time. I was wondering whether last night's game was one of those games for you with Pat, um, with all that he did in the passing game, but also his what he did with when he was scrambling as well. And Brad, I'll have a second question also. Yeah, Adam, I mean the the <laughs> that the fact that we had like 90 plays and at the end of the 90 plays, he's running around like it was play three, you know, I mean, and, and still being able to throw the football and control the huddle and do all the things you're supposed to do. Um, and, and then he's not known, he didn't come out uh, being known as a running quarterback that was, that's fast and all that, but he's fast enough. And he just knows, he kind of knows when to do it. So um, it, it was, I, I saw all the coaches go up to him afterwards. You talk about, that Adam, I, I saw all the coaches go up to him after the long run and and um, and that whole that series there with the two point play and all and, and congratulate him and, and say man that was an unbelievable uh, display right there and so I, I think that's uh, yes I, I that was one of those moments um, you know and he he's an amazing guy that way. 
Yeah. Okay. And you talked a little bit um, after the game last night in general about some of the fourth down decisions you made, but I specifically wanted to ask you about the one in overtime it was fourth and one at their, I don't know, 12 or 13. And you ended up converting on a that little pass to Juju. How much of that was you wanted to score a touchdown there and not give, uh, not give Tennessee the ball chance with the ball. How much of that was that Butker is struggling a little bit and, and how much, how much did that enter into your decision? Yeah, none of it was off of uh, my feeling about Bucker. Um, it was all, all off of I, I wanted a touchdown and, and to end it. And and so you know, I mean, get it to that to that point. Get get a touchdown in there, and let's let's go. And so, um, and I think all the analytics people probably tell you the same thing: go score. You know, go score a touchdown if, if you possibly can. And I thought we had some good stuff still left on fourth down that we could use. And then, um, you know, and then uh, again, it worked there. I, uh, but the field goal was good. It was good to get that too. I mean, there was a, there was a happy meeting there too, because our defense had been playing well. So, uh, but it was a shorter field goal, which uh, we gave it a shot. So we gave it a shot to score. Let's go next to Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good afternoon. Brad, I'll also have two questions. Coach, um, Kadarius Tony, nine snaps yesterday. Um, I know it was, a, it was a small sample size, but based on what you saw, uh, what, what impressed you the most of what he was able to do with those nine snaps? Yeah, so oh, I liked, I liked uh, the option route that he ran. Um, gave you a little taste of his quickness and ability to get open. I, I liked some of his blocks, Herbie, were unbelievable. I mean, that's not what we what we uh, brought him here for, but it's uh, um, he he, uh, he he's a tough tough kid. So, and he did it against defensive ends, and that's uh, you know good defensive ends. So, uh, but he'll keep working in. He he just hadn't played much, and so Herbie we, we had him on a kind of a number count snap count. Only had a few things in for him. I just, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll keep working him in. I thought last week getting those practices in uh, where he had to practice the full practice and practice fast and get to know Pat and, and what we do there, get to know the terminology, I thought was important for him. Then you can start building on some things, you know. And then last, uh, Coach, lastly here for me, uh, Doug Peterson, obviously the head coach down in Jacksonville is – one of your former guys, uh, as you look at what he's been able to do in Jacksonville, what's impressed you the most from afar? Well, yeah, I mean, they look, they look organized and, and, uh, they, uh, have good energy. They, there's a certain, when you watch enough tape, there's a certain trust that you can see through the players to the coaches indirectly. So, but you see that, um, what's being called, how fast they play, their body language, all that. So I think both sides of the ball, there, there's a tremendous amount of trust, special teams, there's a trust. And, and this is just year one. So they, they, um, they don't give up. I mean, you, you saw that yesterday. I mean, they, they're going to keep coming. They were down what 17 at, at one point and, or 10 at one point and they came back and, and won the game. So, they've got some grit to them. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, Coach, appreciate the time here. Two football-related question. You, you mentioned not getting what you wanted from the run game. What's kind of the missing piece there, in your opinion, and the focus going forward specifically there? 
Yeah, and I, you know, I think, um, uh, well, first of all, those those two defensive tackles that might have been part of it. The, those two guys uh, are are pretty strong jokers. We've been playing like the number one defenses here for the last few few weeks, it seems like, and um, and, and so uh, you know they're they're giving us their best shot, and we can do a little bit better up front. We can do a little bit be more patient at the running back position. And as coaches, we can always dial up different things, you know, and, and try to figure something out that might fit a little bit better. So we're, those are all the things that we care and that we kind of get in and we analyze and, and work with. But, um, you know, what didn't work there worked in the past game. So, And I kind of called it a, a legacy play for Noah Gray, that catch in overtime there. Pat mentioned in, in post game that he'd like to get on the ball a little bit more. What have you seen from him behind the scenes just from being drafted and then putting himself in that position to make a play? Yeah, I'll tell you, probably the thing that's uh, th- that surprised me the most, I mean, this kid started off as a quarterback, then he got moved to tight end. I mean, a, a, a true quarterback at, at Duke, then moved to tight end, and then um, it comes here, and we're thinking, oh, we're getting this great pass route runner. And all of a sudden, he developed himself into being a run blocker, too. And so uh, not only does he have this whole skill level as a pass receiver, but now he's also got a complete game being able to run block, but which I wasn't sure we'd ever get to that point, but he, he sure done a nice job with that. So um, catching the ball has never been, never been the issue with him. He, he can do all of that. And he's, he's very skilled that way. And it's, I think it's been great for him to see Kelsey and kind of the ability Kelsey has to play in space. Um, that that's helped him too. It's like we've got three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Seren. Go ahead, Seren. Brad, I'll have a follow-up if I could. Um, Coach, the the, uh, aggressive nature, uh, I'll call it, of the defensive backs with the the receivers, Um, you know, you got to play, right? And, and, you know, what do you tell your guys when when it looks like it's going to be one of those nights that they're going to really let them be physical uh, against your receivers. Anything extra you, you you tell them to kind of give them some tips and get them free? Yeah, so we try to use, you know, some of our motions and stacks and bunches, and you, you do that. Um, and we knew that going in. We knew they were going to uh, work to grab and, and do that. So, um, but I thought our guys worked off of that pretty good. You know, we it was big on third down. Then they went to a really a whole series of it before the half, and and kind of blended it in the second half. Going man, um, they, they play it with a whole player, so it's not even as much um, the grabbing and the bumping and all that. It's that you have that extra guy in the middle that you just have to sort out, and so. We, we worked through that and ended up doing okay against it, but um, crossing routes always helped too. And then in the uh, world of legalized gambling on, on sports and everything, immediately during the game now there's all these stats on this rushing crew does this and they call this many penalties and they call on the home team or all those numbers. I'm wondering how much of, uh, you know, maybe your analytics people give you a – a breakdown of what to expect on the referees that th- these guys let them play. These guys are critical on DBs. I mean, do, do you have a, a scouting report on what your ref and crew is going to be? Yeah, absolutely. We've done that for years. So we've got a, we've got a booklet on each guy and uh, we talk to the team about, you know, what, what, 
what their strengths are in calls. This is a, that was a pretty good crew, though. I mean, that, that, that crew has traditionally been, been good. And um, I think Cleet does a nice job uh, with that. So uh, of managing and normally letting the guys normally let the guys play. They're a little high this year in, in calls, but um, in the past, they've been very, very good. They have a couple new guys on their, their staff there, that, that crew. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go, Pete. Hey, Coach, we've seen Travis and, and Patrick and, and how they're kind of in unison for years now, and, and I know you guys brought in a bunch of receivers this offseason. So these past couple games, for three three games for Juju, it, it feels like he's really, I think, clicked, and I was wondering if you had any rhyme or reason why it feels like he's been so good with Pat, uh, especially during this last three-game stretch. Yeah, so, Pete, I, I think the guy opposite Kels is an important part of this offense. So when, when Sammy was here, that was important. You saw Pringle kind of work into that. Um, and, and it's hard to explain exactly why without giving all the things away, but they just having that balance there is important. Um, and, and Juju fits into that well. He's got a great feel for space. And he's you know fast enough where he can still do your down-the-field stuff. His change of direction is good. All those things you know, so you get a similar element uh, opposite Kels. And um, again, that balance is, is important for us. Well, last to Todd Lebo. Go, Todd. Hey, Coach, it was a very physical game last night and long game, a lot of plays, as you mentioned. How much do you have to warn against, like, the next week afterwards? Maybe you do anything different this week with the guys to make sure they're fresh for Sunday? because of the physical nature of that one and a little bit of a shortened week with a, a noon start after a night game. Sure. No, that's a good question. Um, we, we, uh, we're in our midpoint schedule. So, um, that, that kicks it back naturally. And, um, uh, without knowing you are going to have 101 plays, right? So on tape here, 101 plays, they didn't count all of them, but <clears throat> that's a, Offensively, and on the other side, the defense got away with 47. So, uh, you know, they didn't have as, uh, about half as many. But, um, but we're we're right into our, you know, our midpoint schedule. So it just comes at a good time. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right, that is Chiefs head coach Andy Reid speaking exclusively here on 610 Sports Radio after the Chiefs win against the Tennessee Titans. He was asked about that that overtime sequence. The the fourth and one decision. They're going for it. I thought that was interesting. I, at the time, I, I think for me, it was stunning. Like I, I could not believe they actually went for it. I, I was saying, kick the field goal, get the points, get the points. Your defense had played so well. Malik Willis hadn't done anything to that point in time in the second half. Your defense was playing great. Don't risk the potential that somehow they do get enough first downs to where the game ends up in a tie. I, I was really surprised Andy Reid and that spot did not just kick the field. Now, fast forward a minute later, they end up having to kick the field goal anyway. Their defense gets the stop. They win the game in overtime. But I, I actually didn't like it at the time. I still am not a huge fan of that. I, I would have just kicked the field goal there. It was, you know what it is with Andy and aggression is that I, I do sit on this show a lot. And I'm like, be more aggressive. Be as aggressive as the most aggressive teams in the NFL. You have Patrick Mahomes. Do it. Do it way more than you do. And even in that moment, I'm like, nah, man, it's fine. You can just, you can just kick it. You can kick it. It's fine. And a lot of it was just what we've talked about with Staley. 
The problem I have with Andy is he won't just be aggressive the whole game and just take a chance and like take some risks, especially when the game seems like it's calling for it. But that felt like the one time where the game certainly called for just taking the three points and forcing Tennessee to be capable of doing literally anything, which they had not done for the better part of three quarters. So it felt like maybe just took the points. I'm kind of with you. It didn't cost them the game. So I have a hard time being like, what are you doing? But wasn't it kind of a weird moment to be selectively aggressive if you're Andy? I was surprised. I honestly thought after the, I guess it would have been the timeout there. I thought they were going to just try to like get them. Try yeah, to thinking them about it. Well, try to draw them off sides. You get the free yard. Then you're golden, right? Then you get the five-yard penalty. And then you've got a whole new set of downs to work with. And as we know, because they had just been passing all game anyway, it was a pass play because you don't have trust that you can get the one yard on the fourth and one anyway. Although they did on the third and it was fourth and inches. Yep. They they With gave Clyde. it to Clyde and yeah. actually took a chance, but I mean, no, they don't they don't trust themselves to get anything on short yardage from the run game, which makes you obviously one dimensional, which they were already in that game. It felt like kind of a wild decision. All the other ones where they went for it, I kind of agreed with. Yeah. Right? They're like, all right, yeah, you got to run a ball, give the ball to Clyde here, go give yourself a chance to win. Don't punt the ball away. That's silly. Go give yourself a chance to go down there and get the win, but. In that moment, it felt unnecessarily aggressive based on how the defense was playing. But I guess you get to a point where you're like, well, they made 10 straight stops. Can they make 11? You, you can make a case on either side based on the defense because I can use it and say, hey, your defense is playing so good. Get the points and just be done with it. On the other side, you can say, well, your defense has been playing so good, so Are you're not really worried. Gonna, yeah. and I mean, that's if you think about it, there were two instances where you they, they would never say this, I'm sure it was a confidence in defense, but also kind of like a lack of respect in a way for the opposing offense, right? Where the Chiefs were at midfield, wasn't at the end of the, the fourth quarter where the Chiefs did go for the fourth and one around they midfield, did. and they, that was the Clyde play you're talking about. Yep. But if they don't get that, then Tennessee only needs like 15 yards to try a long field goal. So there were two circumstances where you really risked That it. was the one right before half where it you felt know? like, hey, I'm, they're getting points now, mm-hmm. and they didn't, unfortunately. But it felt like... Yeah. Like that one, I agreed with though. Same, it's because a different it, spot. The defense, but the defense had stopped them on midfield, uh, like earlier in the game before that overtime one. The only thing that that the, the argument for it, since let's put both sides on the table, is you know that all you need is if you get this first down, you get this one yard, you need seven more yards, and it's game over. You don't even have to worry about putting the defense back on the field. You can just end yeah. this game now. You again, can get they, rid of it now. That's not how it went. No, they ran a minute off the clock because of they. And that didn't matter. And, the timing and, didn't. And matter. they got a field goal at the end of it anyway. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Jay Southland Toe Service text line. On Friday, this happened as well, Cody, where Andy was speaking and nobody believed that it was the real Andy Reid. We had to have Jed check the video to make sure Andy was actually... I don't think that sounds like... He just sounds like a little horse. People thought here over the last 10 minutes or so that that wasn't the real Andy Reid either. That's two press conferences that we've carried on the show live, and he he doesn't sound like the real Andy Reid. Nick, can you you confirm, like we did on Friday, that that actually was Andy Reid? Because the text line... Does not believe it. Yes, it was in. It was and in. No coughing. So you say he's under the weather, but that's the weird. There's no coughing. What well, you're telling me, he's sick, Cody. He doesn't cough when he's sick, though. He normally he sounds he he doesn't cough as much when he's health. He coughs more when he's healthy at the press conference. Yeah, he just sent it. just sent it horse. I'm like maybe a little th- cold that time of year. Yelling? I mean, I, I shift in weather. I, I can know, relate whatever. to that, Andy. Like this morning, a little, I, the voice is a little sore today. He probably also had to yell quite a yeah, bit, yeah. just like you Do did. You think yesterday. I yelled more than Andy? I think I yelled more than Andy last night at the game. Probably. 
Do you ever consider that you talk for a living yeah. so that yelling is maybe yeah, hard so on the I, on the voice I'm before, u- you know, you, you step into the microphone? I'm usually pretty good about that. I learned my lesson a He's couple years, on the seat. A, a couple years ago. Yeah, but the new seats not for not really good on the banging anymore. Seriously. Mm, yeah. They're not. They're not. They're not. Not as echoey. They're huh? not, You're well, a seat banger, though? I used to be. These are thin. They're, they're, <laughs> That's a former seat banger. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. Given that Thinner up. plastic seats. Um... The other ones were like those, they're much older style seats, but they were thicker. And you could, you now if you bang on the seat in front of you, the cup holders are attached and it'll knock someone's drink over or knock some of the drink out. Of, it's, oh. You can't, you can't bang on, they don't make as much noise either. The seat banging is just not as good. God, it's really, you know what? It's not, man. Society. One of the days. down, you know, one of the, mo- <laughs> the modernizations of seating, man, have we've lost, we've lost the nostalgia we've being lost. able to bang on the seats and have the same. Okay, you know, so is that noise. is that also a part of our list of demands whenever they build a new Arrowhead Stadium? Thicker plastic seats again, yeah. so the we can make plastic. some more noise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The only way I'm voting can for we this just go back from to a aluminum? Can we go back to yeah. aluminum seats? How, how nice were the sweet the seats in the suite though? You know, probably some padding. I'm guessing, get some leather padding. Yeah. They're nice. They're very Kinda nice. Like the club plush. level, <laughs> very plush, but also not going to make any noise. That's the thing. Those seats aren't going to make any noise. The seats now are not made to make noise anymore. Is it losing some of the, the mystique there? So when you order a Stella in the suite, do they bring it in the glass? Do they bring no. it in like the yeah. special glass? I think there's a waiter that had a little white like, white napkin over his mm-hmm. arm as well as he brought it in to hand Cody the Stella. You've sat in that same suite. <laughs> not Both yesterday. of you. I have not sat. Both of you. I have not sat. You I, stood drunkenly. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Was, Guess what? <laughs> I was <laughs> drunk because I was tailgating <laughs> with real people. Okay? Nick, real fans. <laughs> Nick. Okay. Nick is probably correct. He doesn't remember the suite because when you did stop by the suite, <laughs> you, <laughs> Nick, that was, was having a day. Well, KMBZ still brings it. Hey, up. so guys, yeah, that's we've, actually we've what t- real Chiefs fans do when they go to games. Get drunk? They get a little drunk. They don't worry about who they're going to see yeah, but you don't or remember who they're the going to be around. You don't remember the game. Not though, the point. Problem. Not the, what do you, what, you expect me to go to a Chiefs game and actually like form memories from it? Do you remember who they played? Yeah. The Steelers, I think. <laughs> that's correct. It that was the Steelers. You don't go to Chiefs games to remember stuff. This is funny that you guys Nick think was, that that's cool. We've <laughs> talked about this on there. Nick was trying, in fairness, Nick was trying to take the edge off a little bit for that game. He was meeting his girlfriend's father for the first time ever. Was, was so he drunk? He, no. But you were, I'm sure. Did he have a drink? Has he ever brought that up to you? Like, hey, no. do you remember you were completely trashed the first time you met no. me? No, because he was a Steelers fan, and he, I think he was just so dismayed with how the game went that he <laughs> sort of blocked out everything else. You were not the biggest part of this I made a good impression on him. I don't know why you guys are painting this as all of a sudden so, I'm some sort of deadbeat boyfriend. Someone said that they were at the game. The guy above them sat down. His whole seat broke off. He was lying in the aisle. That something happened. <laughs> See, that's day. a real Chiefs fan. That is a real Chiefs fan. If you haven't been horizontal at least one time <laughs> in Arrowhead in Stadium, position. you're not a real fan. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, I've been that way at a Royals game, probably. As we were talking about, a little nostalgia there with the old seats at Arrowhead. If you are wanting to to feel back like, uh, you know, the football team from the 60s and and 70s a little bit, don't forget coming up on Friday, November 25th, uh, that is Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Legends, a conversation with Bobby Bell, Mike Garrett, Jan Stenerud, Willie Lanier, going to be right here on 610 Sports Radio from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Also on the Odyssey app at 610sports.com. All four Chiefs Hall of Famers sitting down to honor the memory of Lynn Dawson. Talk about playing for the Chiefs in the 60s and in the 70s. So that'll be coming up on Black Friday. Coming up next, though, we'll keep talking Chiefs football, in particular with this Chiefs defense and what they were able to put together next. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino, this football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets. 
first Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwert with you. Like the Jujutsu, we are sweating. Game. There's 73 college basketball games today. There are 15 NBA games today. There's Monday Night Football tonight. Uh, and there's college basketball. And while we're on the air, we're having a good time. We said, you know what? First game of the day, let's all just put a few bucks on it for fun. We all took a different side. I took Mississippi Valley State, the Delta Devils, to cover the 44 and a half points against Baylor. Nick took Baylor. And then Cody took the over. It's 82-35 with 12 and a half minutes to go. If I'm hitting this over, it's going to be Baylor. Mississippi Valley State's not covering. Alex likes to subscribe to the theory that any time Mississippi Valley State gets 40-plus points. Half to to hammer them. It's free money. Yeah, so (laughs) my five dollars (laughs) is in serious jeopardy. Well, you know, having a 40-point halftime lead was probably your first sign that that was dropped. I did hear that Baylor is up 40 and pressing in the second half, which is exactly what I want to see as somebody who is back to the Bears. Actually, have it on. Cody's watching the game. I have game cast. Is there any better start to a sports season than college basketball? When they're just like, every team plays now. Oh, and by the way, I know you didn't know our season was starting, but actually we have 75 games today right in the middle of football season so enjoy why not why not so we'll keep an eye on that game involving. we all have something on the line i hope you do too someone go live we'll, bet it come join us we uh <laughs> we will get to the random question today coming up in about eight minutes or so here on cody and gold but th- this chief's defense they played perfect in the second half and that's not an understatement or overstatement i should say or anything like that that defense held the titans to 16 yards of offense in the second half and overtime, eight drives, 28 plays, 16 yards, six punts, three points is all Malik Willis and the Titans offense could muster against Kansas city. And I understand again, it is Malik Willis. It is a rookie quarterback making his second start in the league on the road and all of that. And you would have expected maybe the chiefs to hold them in check, they but they did to. more than they're supposed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. That wasn't just, Oh, limit their l- limit, their opportunities. That was dominant from the Chiefs defense. I I thought Nick Bolton on numerous occasions last night came up with some big time hits on Derrick Henry. And yes, Derrick Henry ended up with over 100 yards rushing. Um, but it was really 80 that was really two runs. Yeah, it's two two plays. Other than that, they they held him around 35 40 yards or so. That was a big step I think for the defense that they went out and, and I know Mahomes went Mahomes on everything and won the game, but that defense is why they won the game last night as much as as much as anything as well. I, I get it. Mahomes was ri- ridiculous, and we've talked about it. 
But if that defense just gives up one one more put, you know, touchdown, a field goal, that game, the Chiefs lose that game. Just one of those possessions yep. Yep. in the ten consecutive, the defense gave it back to him can go the other way. Where are we on the defense now? Like they're twentieth in points per game. You and I tend to be on different sides. Yeah. I had largely argued though this year, different than most. I thought there was a real room for improvement as the defense went on. They still have some problems. Like I thought at first the rushing defense was going to give them an issue because Malik Willis had this big run and they missed a couple of tackles on a tight end screen that ended up going for, I don't know, half the yardage that Malik Willis threw for in that game. So it felt like some of the tail as old as time. Look, we're going to get another test because Travis Etienne can certainly run it. And Jacksonville's going to hand it off a whole bunch against Kansas City coming up on Sunday. But I think that the 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 reason why I'm feeling at least a little bit better about where the defense is right now than I was even in the early part of the season when they were giving up some of this is they have very consistently throughout the year been reliable when they desperately needed to. Let me go through the games just real quick. The, against the Chargers, Jalen Watson had the single biggest play of the game. It was the defense that won them that game too, arguably. I mean, Mahomes certainly played better, but they had to have that play with Justin Herbert going down in order to seal that victory. The defense had to keep giving the ball back to the Chiefs in that eventual 30-29 to 29 Vegas win that ended up being closer. The defense kept them in the Buffalo game. They weren't scoring a bunch there either. Same thing, moving the ball, getting yardage, not scoring enough. The defense held the Bills to 24, even in the win, and now against this Titans team. That's it. I've laid out every portion of the season. In the first two weeks, in the first four weeks, in the first eight weeks. That's four examples of when the defense helped keep this thing going. It's not that the offense didn't have to do its part or whatever, but they needed the defense to keep them in it. Last night's game was the best example of that because that's the most dominant they've been in the entire Steve Spagnolo era. And I know that that sounds like hyperbole. It's not. They kept a team from getting just 16 yards in the three final quarters of that game, the overtime and the entire second half. You know how hard it is to only get 16 yards in an NFL half of football and an almost entire NFL overtime period? It's borderline impossible, Gold. You know that. What makes it even more shocking than just the raw numbers is the situation they were in and the way they like to play. Everything was suited towards them putting the Chiefs away because you knew what they wanted to do and they do it better yeah, they than got anybody a lead and now they're just going to run it with Henry. And it's like, yep. okay, good luck, because nobody stops Derrick Henry. We can talk about his numbers and the Chiefs' run defense. Nobody stops him. And Vrabel's got, like, an incredible record when they're up at halftime because that means they get to play Tennessee football, Nick. They get to just that's, run, yeah. run, 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 run. And that's why once the Chiefs did find a way to tie that thing up, the Titans were kind of screwed because yeah. they, they couldn't just, just run the clock. They, they actually had to go put points What's on the, the board. What's the theory there? What's the theory on what the Chiefs were able to do to to not just slow that offense down, but to shut them out. They didn't do one positive thing in the second half. Uh, because from a run defense perspective, and I know this is going to sound silly because if you look at Derrick Henry's stat line, it doesn't indicate that. This was their single best game at stopping the run maybe all year. They're kind of a sieve there. Let's admit it. They have consistently given up rushing yards for years. And Colin Saunders and Naughty and, like, that was a, that was a good – Chris Jones – it was a really good effort from them. And their linebackers are fast, Nick. This is the best their linebackers have been, too. They're both on the field. They both have experience. Willie Gay getting outside of Malik Willis made a difference. And you mentioned how many plays did Nick Bolton make? Yeah, n- numerous plays last night. I mean, you expect 
Derrick Henry to be usually the one delivering the hits sometimes on these defenders. Uh, but Nick Bolton on multiple plays, and I'll give Colin Saunders a lot of credit too for his performance last night. They, they both were fantastic and a big part of it. And yeah, Nick, I think it's, if you're, we know the, the formula, we talk about the formula for Vrabel and why he's been successful. He's able to uh, adapt based on what personnel he has and find ways to win football games. But for him, he had the quarterback that he had last night. He's on the road. He's facing Patrick Mahomes. He knew his defense was going to have to put together an all-time type of performance for them. And offensively, they couldn't afford a single mistake. And as you said, Cody, they can't play from behind. Well, they played from ahead the you know virtually the entire game once once uh, Kansas City missed that extra point to go up 9 nothing, then everything turned. And once that Butker missed the extra point, all of a sudden the offense couldn't do anything. Like, they, that was it. It Something happened after after that missed extra point for the Chiefs. They just started getting and, penalized every other play. And for the Chiefs' defense, if you were able to hold Derrick Henry to a two-yard gain on first down, well, then the Titans were in big trouble because they can't, they can't play behind the chains at all when it comes to what they were dealing with, with their weapons, even with Ryan Tannehill, their weapons aren't great. Then you don't have Ryan Tannehill, of course, for the game. And it's awfully, awfully tough to do anything. It is nice to know that you can win a game, even if your offense doesn't have it, because that's, that has not always been the case in Kansas city. And at least for right. yesterday's game, it was, you know, what's funny about the way every single game seems to go. If you're watching online, or even if you're just like talking to yourself, it's what is Spags doing? This defense sucks. Why aren't they adjusting? Why are they doing the same thing over and over again? And then after about three or four drives, it seems like they settle into whatever it is they want to do. And I don't know if that's just Spags saying, you know what, we're just going to feel it out. We're going to feel it out for the first quarter, figure out what they're trying to do, and then I'll come up with the counterpunch. But it seems like every single game goes that way for this defense. The adjustments have been big, though. I mean, he's been as good as anybody in the NFL at fixing the things that are happening in the middle of the game and at least tightening up the ship as the game goes on. I'll give him that. That was a huge complaint about the defensive coordinator before him. Random question. For you, Gold. For you, Nick. And over in the J. Southland Toe Service Text on 913-586-7610. Of course, the random question today brought to you by the window source of Kansas City. This question we can thank Clyde Edwards-Alaire for. Okay. If you missed it yesterday, he walked into the stadium. What can only be described from Nick Schwartz as, what did you call it? What? How did you describe Clyde Edwards-Alaire outfit going into the stadium on Twitter? Oh, uh, Denim Raiden, because uh, the character from Mortal Kombat Raiden wears a similar hat that I believe is uh, commonly wore in, like, rice patties. Yeah. But because it all matched, that's what gave it a real Raiden vibe. Yeah. I um, think they were, because Juju talked about clothing after the game and what he was wearing. I think they had to have some competition or something between teammates Can on, we on please, the please, please, please. Ask if we can get that hat for the Cody and Gold Garage show next oh year. My. I'm guessing that hat wasn't cheap. I know. What do you Which mean? Which means it would probably fetch Wait, a high price tag. I don't know, Cody. Yeah. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. He didn't get it at Goodwill, Cody. Yeah, that's what I'm you said, what do you mean it's not cheap? I'm guessing an NFL player. How much do you think he paid for that thing? Hundreds. Yeah, an NFL player. Hundreds? I could have made and, it for 30 and, bucks. And okay, stop it. And it's not just a random out. You know. That hat, I can make that hat for $30. You've covered the league. <laughs> Stop. What are you, a seamstress? Oh, my goodness. What I don't use a sewing the, machine. The arrogance. <laughs> the arrogance here. I can make that outfit that Clyde was wearing. Once I didn't say the whole outfit. I said um, that. Wait, um, why do you know how to work a sewing machine? Who? You don't? No. Oh, stop. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Stop. <laughs> That's this weird. This is the stupidest uh, one you've ever had. <laughs> you don't dismayed that we don't know how to operate sewing machines. I don't know. I mean, they're fairly. I mean, you guys didn't have like Home Ec? 
No, Cody. Well, we didn't was, grow up was, in the 40s. There was home ec, but it wasn't like, I mean. I don't know. It was called like family and consumer sciences. I think, no, Cody, I, I don't have school. a Singer sewing machine just chilling <laughs> at my apartment. Would you have to go, go look at the brand? No, I was trying to think of the name. Like, give me a second. I, I don't just go uh, home and just do that after the show and say, you know, what? I'm just going to I'm just going to make some Cody and Gold T-shirts and sew them myself. Look at T-shirts. This is like a patchwork hat. What anyway, are you like the Joker? You make your own clothes? <laughs> no, I'm just saying I can make that hideous hat. Mm. The question I okay, have then is, do it honestly. No, but seriously, <laughs> let's let's. We're already sidetracked. Do it. <laughs> if you can do it, then make that hat. You have one week. Are you going to pay for the materials? Denim? You said it's cheap. You just said it's cheap. That's true. I did say. I'm cheap. guessing Clyde. <laughs> I said like thirty so bucks. The genesis of this conversation. And, and NFL players on Sunday, they they obviously have their stuff planned out or whatever they want to wear. You give me one I'm week to it make it. Cheap. So by next Monday. I have to have sewn and made a... And I'll give you a thousand to one odds that Clyde says he didn't make it if asked. Oh, well, I don't think he made it. I'm just He's saying. He's like, yeah, I actually, I, I love sewing. It's a passion of mine. <laughs> I just didn't think he should have paid $500 for it. If I could have made it for 30 if it was for a show, if it was for a, you know, a funny bit for the football team. All right, then tell him that. Tell him he overpaid. Okay. Get him on the show, I guess, and I'll tell him he overpaid. I'll tell him. You get Clyde Edwards-Alaire on the show, and I will tell him he overpaid. You for know that I won't get him on the show, which is yeah. why you're so confident. Well, you can try. Go for it, Nick. Anyway, the random question, which has nothing. My well, goodness. it did have something to do with this, but it was on the other end. Is what is the article of clothing that you wore and late like wore quite a bit, and then later realized, what am I doing here? Because mm. everyone has. It's sure? usually in your teenage years or fashion changes, and you look back and you're like, how was this regularly in my rotation? Mine was like a white, somewhat fleecy vest that made a regular appearance for at least six months in my wardrobe. Then it was pointed out how hideous it was, and I'm like, oh, man, this really isn't a great vest. And I ditched it forever. I was probably like 14. You're like, I got to get rid of this thing. I'm going to How do you remember that, by the way? I'm trying to. It's a very specific memory of somebody calling out the vest and then being like, ah, this isn't going to work. I'm trying to remember, honestly, like. Just one item where you're like, how did I wear? I mean, I think fashion changes, but I don't know. You get some Jinkos? Like, no, I never owned it. I did have a P. Miller shirt. That was actually dope. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't regret that at all. I'm that trying was cool. to think of you a particular don't regret it at item. All? Did you own like an Affliction t-shirt? No, no. that was not me at all. No. I, I'm trying to think. I'm did you sure wear too many were. V-necks for a while? I don't feel like V-neck could be your look. No, no. I wasn't a V-neck guy. I think I... I what, you've just been living in quarter zips since you were like nine? About, you didn't wear one questionable piece of attire? No, as a kid, like as a nine-year-old, yeah, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Like, go look uh, at... If you want some old childhood photos of mine, go pick an outfit, I guess, that you thought was funny. I That's fine. Like, what about cargo I, pants? You rock those regularly? Cargo shorts? Well, we all did. Well, I, yeah, did I? Those are probably a good answer. That's yeah. a standard answer here. But I don't regret I, it because everyone else yeah, is wearing them too. That, I guess that's my point to answer your question. Like, I can't think of one particular... I, yeah, were there things that we look back now, like, why was everybody wearing them? Sure. But there was but nothing like, for you specifically. I don't specifically. think there was anything like, man, why was why was Alex always wearing this certain t-shirt? I don't think I had one of those. I had a pretty trashy North Topeka phase where I had <laughs> my ears pierced my senior year in high school. So oh how long gosh. was your hair? My hair? Uh to my I passed my eyebrows. Oh my God. And so I Dirtbag Nick. Yeah. <laughs> so my the, the earrings, the stu- the diamond studs got progressively bigger over that 12 month span to the point where I was wearing the um the tra- what was the Travis Barker clothing line with the big F. Okay, that's your answer then. I had those earrings, yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, Nick, that's clearly your answer. I don't know why you're thinking so hard about it. If you wore, for any stretch of time, regularly wore Travis Barker's clothing line when you were in high school, that's your answer for sure. You would never wear that now. It was called Famous Stars and Straps. <laughs> I remember. Famous Stars and Straps. I remember.
And I had, you know, the Fs that each pointed out on of each course. of my ears. And I think that was the beginning of the end of my... Can we do a wheel spin on you when you lose a wheel? Will you get your ears pierced again? Get them re-pierced? For how long? Well, I mean, if you how got them pierced, you might, the, you, might as well, you might as well keep them in for <laughs> that. Actually, I would disagree because if I had my ears pierced right now, I would then take the opportunity to stop having them pierced. I wouldn't wear earrings. So how long are you going to make me wear earrings? And when's the last time we actually did a wheel spin bet? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. I haven't done one all season. We just keep threatening each other with it instead well, of actually coming We keep through. updating the wheel that never gets spun. I, I will <laughs> say, like, we have, Cody and I have a pending one. Nick's usually just not willing to actually make a wheel spin bet, but, like, I... I, and Nick still has to pay I'm off. I'm planning on paying off. this conversation again. Nick still hasn't paid off his wheel spin bet. He's going to tell us it's on you guys, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. avoiding trying to do it for five no, months. No, you guys like it that I don't do it, so you get to keep having <laughs> these conversations. Hold it over your head. Nick still has not done the Nutcracker costume, you guys. Maybe you'll have to do that at the toy drive. You can have dress up as Santa, and then somebody can dress up as Nutcracker, and that can be you. Actually, I don't want to. We can't have Nick do it at the toy drive because then they'll think, oh, he's just a Nutcracker. Yeah, I'll, be in, for, I'll be in costume. No, he needs to do it on like a really serious day at work or something where we're not like where the bosses are in town or something and he needs to wear. Well, how are we going to know that? And he's not going to know that. Well, that's the, no, we'll know it. That's it. will make him wear it that day. That's the point. That would be good. He's be when he's uncomfortable and he says, I don't the next get time we get that email that says blah, blah, blah from Odyssey corporate is coming over and is going right. to say hi. We'll be like, Nick time's up. Time to go get in that cracker costume. There's some easy way to get FaceTime with the boss. Be like, look, I'm funny. I'm a fun person. Yeah. By the way, Baylor's up by 56 points. Ooh, I don't think you're going to. That's not good. There's so, Nick, you're, you're going to go. win your bet, maybe? There's One and nine to start minutes, the season, though. baby. How close am I to the over? What's the what's the total at right now? Uh, you're looking at 111. 120. 120? Uh, that's not good. 140. For the, I need, wait, for the, I need 144 <laughs> points. What's, what's the actual <laughs> number at? What's 37 plus 93? Well, 90 plus 30 would be 140, so 148. That's not 100, right. Sorry, 128. You, you suck at math, too. Sorry, I was trying to, you, had said one, you had said 140, and it threw me off. 128, sorry. Mm-hmm. 90 plus 30, 120, then 8, 128. No, the 10. 37 to 93. This is This horrible. is the great thing about the game being on during our show, because there's no chance I would have ever Somebody could have pulled out a calculator. Mississippi Valley State otherwise. It is was 128. Now it's Is there anything that we do worse as collectively as a show than live math? It's oh, not good. It's not, it's when not the pressure's good. on, we all fail miserably. <laughs> I need to get to 144. Oh, by the way, the game is currently eight. at 130 points. Real quick, uh, someone did find out Clyde's outfit last night going to okay. the game and the cost. You were a little off, Cody. You said it was. You could have made that. <clears throat> I said I could have made it. I didn't the say we jeans, paid for it. The jeans were $1,800. The hat, $750. $750 for that hat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I like how you thought that like he just got it from a thrift store or something. I didn't think it was a thrift store. I just didn't think it was seven hundred fifty dollars. Drafted man. in the first round, and you think he's not wearing expensive clothing? Did they do like documentaries on like shopping. saving your money? Didn't Travis Kelsey talk about how he blew off his rookie contract? Don't buy seven hundred and fifty dollar denim you, Raiden hats. You just answered your own question though. You said didn't Travis Kelsey blow his money? Exactly. So they're still Can buying expensive There's things. There's precedent here. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. You, Can you we learn it. the lessons of the people who have come before you? Because yikes. Just. I'm closing out the game cast for the Mississippi Valley State game. What, you're giving I'm, up? I'm done. I'm still They're trying to hit my over. 60 I'm points. Done. I'm done on that game. I'm done. The 44 What's the next one you're betting on? I bet the under on Old Dominion because of what Vinny Pasquantino told us. So He did. He did. Uh, KU does play tonight against Omaha. Maybe you can check that one out. I believe they're about 40-point favorites as well. 
Hmm. Nick, how's it feel to be on the winning side of Baylor and Mississippi? <laughs> feels Valley good. State? Feels good to start <laughs> the season with a win. <laughs> and now I'm going to take those winnings and reinvest them into what? What are you going to buy next? Gambling 101. Gambling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're supposed to take some of your. You know, like, I like profit. South. I like South Dakota State plus three and a half versus Akron tonight. Oh yeah. Really like that. Hmm. Okay. He's just blind. By the way, you're Nick giving the no Jackrabbits three and a half points. No, you are, are automatic you, bet. Are you still on a hook for whatever kid from there That's you really like? Nick has. Well, there's some player you some, just haven't there's, stopped there's, talking yeah, about. Place kid, there's some connection that Nick just is like is stalking this kid now and and wants to bet stalking on every, him? every single game. Yeah, you've told us multiple times way too much information about somebody that nobody should know as much about as you. Well, do. I, he was from Lawrence. He's a local kid. So that just means that you're just locked in. And he's good. Average nine points per game as a freshman. Oh, I mean, wow. <laughs> Super impressed. Yeah. How many freshmen did UMKC have averaging nine a game last year? Uh, <laughs> probably none. Can, are, are they, are they the same three. You should have answered it quickly. Three. They are back in the same conference again. Yeah. And they're objectively worse. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, accurate. Uh, up next, we'll get to the one o'clock hour. The audio fun bag from the weekend and... The biggest thing the Chiefs took advantage of yesterday in the NFL. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent or own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. Don't miss the guys' Survivor League picks every Thursday at 1230 on 610 Sports Radio and always live on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.